Welcome to Born for the Trades, a home service podcast. I'm your host, Mandy Bala, sitting next to my co-host, Shreya. Hi, everybody. We have amazing guests on our show today, here live at Profit Rocket here in Austin. His name is Lawrence Castillo, and he was ex-GM of Service Champion. He served lifetime out there, and now he is the owner of Brody Panel Heating and Air Conditioning with Tom Howard. Tom Howard. Welcome great. to our show, Lawrence. Thank you for having Welcome. me. Great, uh, great event here that we've we've been able to witness the last few days. And yeah, absolutely. And a lot of amazing people, amazing stuff, inspiring stuff. Join us as we dive deep into the world of home service entrepreneurship, interacting with industry leaders, coaches, and entrepreneurs about their experiences, challenges, and victories. Through their inspiring stories, we hope to equip our listeners with the tools and knowledge they need to succeed in the competitive home service industry. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, tune in to Born for the Trades podcast for invaluable insight and real world inspiration. Right. Like before getting into your story, like what do you think? Like what was the best part at Profit Rocket? Um, For me, it's just the chance to connect to you know, smaller contractors. I've been there and, you know, I, they, they see us on stage and, and, you know, some of us are much bigger than they are. And um, I've just tried to always reduce the message down to what they really need um, because, you know, they're just, they're looking to get from one or two trucks to three or four trucks and it's difficult. And if, as long as you have mentors and people who can provide some you know, some great advice that they can take home with them. Right. Absolutely. When I talked to you day before yesterday, I really got goosebumps that, wow, you were with service champions. Let's, let's share uh, your story with the audience. Like, you know, when you started and how did you get into like this home service industry? What was your experience with service champions? It would be great to share sure, that. Sure. Um, I've been doing this for about 25 years and um I just sort of stumbled into the industry and ended up walking into my first company as the general manager on day one. I wasn't a technician um, and I had to learn it backwards, but mm -hmm. I started as the GM. I walked in, I knew less than everybody in the building and, you know, learned it and learned very quickly that all of the business experience that I had prior to that applied really well to heating and air conditioning. It's just training and mentoring and motivating people and, so I, I had some good, you know, experience and some success early, and I had the great fortune to end up working for Mr. Jim Abrams. Um, and, you know, I, that period was really important and it was very formative for me. You know, mm. he, he gave all of us, many of us, uh, a blueprint for success. Many, many big companies um, just, you know, we've all abided by that blueprint that he gave us. And so um fortunate with that and ended up, yes, being uh, at Service Champions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that 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 was a really incredible opportunity and incredible time. Um, you know, I worked with hand in hand with Leland Smith and he's the smartest guy in the industry and always the smartest guy in the room. And right. there's a reason that he was able to take that business from humble beginnings to the behemoth that it is today. Right. Um, and, you know, I, I take those same lessons and I apply them in my business today. And it was always about, you know, just structure and accountability and process. And that is, if, if you use that to your advantage, it really 
can lead to great things. That's huge. Can you talk on a little bit more about your experiences with being mentored by Leland Smith and um, some of the most memorable experiences that you had with him? Sure. Um, he, you know, he's so kind and polite and there's just his way, you know, he, he was an accountant, right. Mm -hmm. Who ended up stumbling into the industry because of his brother, but he's just a, a really genuine person. And, you know, I, I got there and I had had some success and, you know, for him to trust me, I was the first general manager in, in for, for, for the company. And, um, you know, for anyone to trust you with their business is just, it's quite an honor. And so, um, and he did that. And, you know, I was very deliberate and very conservative about the things that we added or the things that we did to change the business. And um, I think that over the course of time we grew, uh, we just put together a great training school. Um, but I, I, as you were saying, I think that some of the time spent in his office across the desk from him, um, you know, I, I, I remember a time that I was just, I got furious with some folks in the office and I slammed my door and he came into my office a little later and he said, I'm proud of you. And I said, I was fuming. Mm. And he said, he said, my dad told me long ago, you every once in a while, you have to muster up a good mag just so that they know what you're capable of. Right. <laughs> I never forgot that, you know, and it's, wow. it, the, you know, the folks that worked for me respected me and, um, you know, they, they listened to me and, but every once in a while, they probably have to see that, you know, you're very serious about what we're trying to achieve here and that you don't take it lightly. So, um, I always think back to that and, um, you know, I was always trying to add things to the business and he was, you know, he needed to be shown. It needed to be proven. Um, so we added, you know, we changed some things and added some you know, product offerings and, but it was, everything was very deliberate and we, we made decisions based upon facts and numbers. That's amazing. And service champions, like great impact uh, in the community right now. So what was the game changer or pivotal moment like for service champion that, you know, took to the next level? You share that. Certainly it was building a training school and we knew that we had an amazing recipe for success. And we were sitting there at probably, you know, 100 employees, 125 employees. And it, it became, how do we grow this business? And we always struggled with, do we open another location or another couple of locations? And it, we always came back to, no, let's not be unsuccessful in a couple of small other locations. Let's just do it from here where we can control everything. And so the most impactful, the most important thing was we built we built a training room, we built a curriculum, and we started to really hire in mass. And we had a great, rec our recruiting system was amazing. So we started to pump out training classes and, you know, all of a sudden we could really grow the business because we had control of our manpower. Mm. There are so many contractors out there. And I spoke about this yesterday here to a, a bunch of contractors, but a lot of contractors that don't have a recruiting plan. And they think that People are just going to walk in the door that are superstars and they, they want to work and it just doesn't work that way. And right. so we had a recruiting plan. We had a recruiting budget. We had a manpower account. We knew exactly, Hey, we want to get to this many people by the end of the year. We want to have this much revenue by the end of the year. And it's all math. All math. You know? So that so, was really what I think. Sorry. What, so when it comes to recruiting and talking about maybe the smaller guys in the industry that are trying to grow, 
what are the recruiting tips that you can give to them? Because, you know, it's like adding one more person on top of one, two or three people is detrimental to lose those people and to not have them um, be long lasting in their company. Sure. I think that, you know, these big companies have training schools and they have a facility and training rooms and equipment and all that stuff. And for the small contractor, they don't have any. So I think a great place for them to start would be a trade school. Um, you have all these trade schools pumping out graduates just consistently, and they go through 10 months of training. Some of these trade schools are two years, but at least you have somebody who's invested. They, they paid $20,000 to go to these trade schools. They're in it. They're like, they want to work in the industry. So there are a million trade schools out there and these small contractors just develop a relationship, go to drive over there, talk to somebody and say, Hey, I'm looking for one or two good people. And you'd be surprised. They're trying to place these trade schools get funded. They get government funding based upon their placement rate. They have to place like 80% of their, their students. So they're really incentivized to place them. And they have tons of people that, you know, some of, not everybody gets placed. It's competitive out there. So the trade schools are a great place for the small contractor to go to find onesie twosie, you know, kind of manpower. That's amazing. That's amazing. And, uh, and I think, I think trade school play, uh, schools play a big role uh, in getting there. And I think that some of the, like, you know, I think uh, that part is missing and everyone's just like, you know, starting to just like hustle and bustle. But I think foundation has to be right. Let's talk about your, like what's going on right now. I know you started your company. I want you to share to the audience what's going on with that and what's, what's your future plan. Sure. Um, so Brody Pinnell is a 78 year old legendary business in West Los Angeles and been around for a long time. And um, my group bought it three years ago and we've really just applied the principles, the service champion stuff, the stuff that I've learned over the years uh, to grow and to help make it a little more successful. And so we've, you know, we've really increased in the last three years. We've, you know, we've added 70 bodies and we're, you know, we've tripled revenue and, wow. um, and, you know, now, so with that great recipe and that great success, we've started to look at other opportunities. So we purchased the business in San Diego and we have some stuff in the San Fernando Valley that will be joining the portfolio. So we're just, you know, we would like to grow our footprint, serve as many customers as possible and uh, continue to just be, you know, tell a great story and, and, and help people you know, that need us. Yeah. What was the transition like and what are some of the differences or similarities that you could tell from your last experience with service champions um, versus this brand? And also speaking on the the 78 years of experience that a, a brand has and then going into that fresh and what that's like if you can. It's, you know, at, at service champions, that's a, that's a 20 year old business, 23 years old now. And, you know, when you walk into a house that you don't have generations of experience with, it's different. You're working hard. You're working hard to impress them, to let them know that they've made a great decision by calling you today. With Brody, we have customers that have been with us for dozens of years and three generations, really. It's 78 years old. We're older than In-N-Out Burger. Like we're, <laughs> we've been around <laughs> a long time. And so, you know, when you're walking into these homes, you're, you're, you have to live up to what's come before. Mm. Right. And I I'm preaching this to my team all the time. We, we have more five-star Google reviews than anybody in Los Angeles. 
we've set the bar really high. That, that's really important to us. Yeah. And people call us because of those reviews. And I'm always warning them. I warned them last week. I said, listen, there's danger to having these kinds of reviews. And these aren't the reviews that say, hey, they're great, great job. No, right. it's Johnny Technician came into my house. Let me tell you about what he did for us. So they call us because of these reviews. And what it means is that every single service call that we run, we have to, we have to over deliver. Mm, we have to live up to that because otherwise they're going to be disappointed. Like I thought I was going to get this amazing service. So it, as a, as an operator, I love it because I know that every single call we're killing it. Right. It's right. just, we're providing the very best service. Let's provide like more, more value to the audience. When you say, let's go more deeper into, then you say over deliver by going above and beyond what exactly you do and uh, what you advise to others so that they can do give the same experience. This goes back to service champions. It does. Um, we ran calls and we made a point at that business to do things that were beyond what we were supposed to do to service a, a furnace and an air conditioner, right? We were helping people around the house and we were doing unexpected things and we were, you know, whatever people needed us to do, we were there to do. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of older people. They don't have somebody coming over to their house very often, but while we were there, let's fix the broken gate. Let's lift the boxes and move them because a lot of these folks, they're older, they, right. they need the help. So whatever we can do to provide additional value for the customers, as well as showing them the quality of the work, we always show them the before, before we show them the after, right? Mm -hmm. You know, when you see a before and right. after picture, before and after. Impact, right. Right? you can't just get to work. Right. You have to, you have to take them and show them what you're going to be doing. And they see the work and they see that they hear the vacuum and they see the dirty filter, the next to the next to the clean filter. And they're mm -hmm. watching, you know, you just, and you're educating them and right. they're involved. And if you run the call the right way, you know, they don't want you in the house. Nobody wants a stranger in their house and they want you in there for 15 minutes do your work and go. Go, yep. And we're fighting that every time we pull up to a house. Mm -hmm. And so the key is to go in there and to show them something different, show them a quality of work they've never seen, let them feel good about the choice, let them be relieved that the person that's at the door is clean and, and, and you know, it's great appearance. And if you run the call the right way, halfway through the call, they're offering you water and three quarters of the way through yeah. the call, they want to feed you a sandwich. And by the end of the call, they can't wait to give you a five-star review they want to sign up for a service agreement, right. but you have to do all those steps correctly. You build that trust. There. You build the trust. So how do you keep this process consistent with so many technicians in the field? How do you monitor service? We meet a lot. We meet and the folks in the call center go through the calls. Um, we do a manual closeout of the calls. You know, a lot of these companies, the guys are able to press the button and get dispatched the next right. call, but we don't do that. Um, right. Everyone in my, all my CSRs, they each have a group and they close out manually to make sure that everybody's done what they're supposed to do, charged correctly. Um, and I think that's important. A lot of companies have just, they've gone away from that, right? Because there's so many calls and so many technicians. I think that's important, right? So it's the accountability piece. And if we haven't done it right, we'll correct it right then and there. And what are some of the key processes that you think that you guys implemented at Brody Pinnell um, from Service Champions that really factored into tripling that revenue and the size of the company. When I got to Service Champions, I saw things that I really didn't think were possible in air conditioning. This was a long time ago, but I think that, you know, one of the first orders 
you know, uh, that I had was just to organize the technicians into groups. Um, you know, I got there and there was all the technicians were just, there was no rhyme or reason to who was getting what mm. call. And yeah. so I have different groups of technicians that run different types of calls and that way it's well organized and um, there's no mistakes, right? The, the young technician's yeah. not going to end up on the call that he shouldn't be on. And, mm -hmm. um, and so that was a really important piece, just getting organized and the same with our installation department. It's, you know, when you're, when you're running as many crews as we run and running as many technicians as we run, there's just a, a requirement for um, a great amount of oversight of the details, right? You know, we use service Titan, the, the tags that we put on all the calls, like we try to make this really easy. If you look at my service Titan board, I use more tags than probably any company you've ever seen, oh, wow. but it, it's, it's really, there's a, there's a purpose behind it. Um, you know, it's just, it's for everybody. If I have a new CSR that's been with us for a month, like that's really key for them to be able to pick it up. Like, yeah, that's an old call, or this is a call where we had quoted $1,200 in repairs or whatever the case is. Right. So we just try to make it easy and get those, that low hanging fruit, right? The stuff that will shave right. time off of what they, you know, what would be a fact finding mission and let them see it. Right. right. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. And I think uh, I just want to bring that, like you just uh, brought up the service Titan. Like a lot of folks, we met here at uh, uh, Profit Rocket, and I was asking them their numbers, if your numbers are dialed in or not. And I was like, okay, what CRM you guys are using? They said Service Titan, but they don't know what campaign is driving the calls and revenue, right? And you can do that. You can do that in Service Titan. So you want to share some insights, like how you can maximize that tool to see the performance, to see the deliverables, to see numbers in front of you and how you did that sure i think service titan is a great tool and um this isn't a commercial for service titan but we use it in our business and i've used successware and ascent and uh say when and all these other softwares but i think that service titan has allowed us to you know have an oversight of the business that really lets me get the important data uh in front of me daily i think that um you know for instance, right now in Los Angeles, the weather's mild, right? Mm -hmm. Furnaces aren't breaking down. Air conditioners aren't breaking down. There's no sense of urgency. We have to go in and create urgency on every call. And, you know, because of that, a lot of companies face call shortages, right? Mm -hmm. It's tough to keep all your installers busy. It's tough to keep your service technicians busy. So one of the things that we do um, in, in our business is, I have marketing pro through service Titan and I have all this call attribution. And so if somebody responds to a, a direct mail letter and calls in on that specific phone number, mm -hmm. um, everything is cataloged. The call is recorded. I have their contact information, their phone number. And let's say we didn't book that call, right? Mm -hmm. I can go back next week to, you know, if we're short of calls, I can have everybody in that call center go through all of my Google campaigns, right. direct mail, everything. All those campaigns. Uh, there, there's, a, there's an acquisition cost for these customers. Right. right? I've paid for them, but we didn't book it. Mm -hmm. Like we can go back. So many businesses are so stuck on rehashing and calling behind jobs you've quoted and haven't sold. Mm -hmm. And, but you're sitting there with no calls. Why don't you call the people oh. that wanted to originally book with you that you didn't book? Like it's, mm -hmm. it's gold. Mm -hmm. It's just all sitting there and you've paid for it. And there's no reason that you shouldn't have two or three or four people on the phone just 
hammering right. and, and calling all of those people and trying to take a second chance. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great share. I think people just go for the speed of the lead. That's great. Uh, all the leads are coming from Google. Those are hot leads, but everyone is looking for like, you know, one shot close, right? And now you mentioned that you call all those leads, right? Is there any other strategy, follow-up strategy? Like, do you call like once, twice? Like what's your overall strategy? I think you have to decide, um, and you probably have to leave it in the hands of the people in your business that are making those calls because each of them is unique. And if you do get back with somebody who didn't book a week ago or two weeks ago and find out why they didn't book, you know, you, you, you leave it to them and empower them to take good notes and to, um, you know, put it in their next contact form or their follow-up form. Um, but I think it's probably unique to each, each call, why they didn't book. You don't want to, you don't want to annoy people, but you do want to take another shot at it. And, right. But I think you can pick up some, that's some change in the, in the couch cushions there, you know? Solid. And All lastly, right. um, one piece of advice that you can give a small or mid-sized contractor that you just feel like is the most valuable thing that you can tell them at this moment. A couple of things. I think that at this time of the year, it's a shoulder season for me in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, and really for a lot of markets, I was just talking to somebody that that's here in Texas and, you, you know, weather is starting to, you know, this 95 degree temperatures mm -hmm. are starting to subside and everyone's going to have a hard time keeping people busy. That's the name of the game. And I just shared on the main stage that at this time of the year, we just do so much training, right? If you look at my service vehicles, there's two people in them right now. Okay. It, you, you have to figure out a way to, to leverage the downturn and to get people trained, right? If you have mm. lower level technicians, this is the chance to get them in the truck with your, you right. know, your, your big closers and the guys that really, you know, have great conversion rates. And you don't have the chance to do that in the summer because everybody's going a million miles and they got right. four calls and it's just, this is the time. Take advantage of it. Um, you'll be happy that you did that next year. Yeah. yeah Leverage the time Leverage for training time. to maximize opportunity when you do have it. That's 100%. perfect. It's, it's, it's great advice. And it's, that's for all contractors, right? If you've got 10 people, you can do that today, right? If you don't think you have enough calls for Johnny, put him in the truck, let him learn. Right? <laughs> it's just, yeah. Joe Chris told me the same thing. I was at, when I was in the field in HVAC and I would call him like, I don't have any leads, Joe. He'd tell me two things. He's like, first of all, where are you right now? I'm like, I'm in the office. He's like, you should never be in the office. You're, you know what? You're not even allowed in an office. Amen. You're in a truck. You're in their truck. You're in a home. You're outside, right? You're, you're in front of a customer. In front and of if a you're client. a little company that has a salesperson that has no leads. Mm -hmm. Guess what? You're you're following behind the technicians and trying to make something happen. We're creating opportunity creating and creating training and turnover. And I would go with them on every appointment and he would have me door knock 12 doors each side, um, every install, making it obvious there's an install on that street and offering free inspections and then selling systems that way as well. So it's like that old school, like, go mm -hmm. on, do it. <laughs> <laughs> We have an obligation to our installers. They're the ones in the business that are at the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. We have to create work for them. Yes. Right. And they don't get to come in and punch a clock and sit down at a desk and drink coffee. It's not like that for them. So right. we have to, no stone unturned. We have to do everything we can to create work. For them. And right. you're right. When the comfort advisors or technicians also feel that responsibility to their teammates in that connection with them, they perform differently than when they think of themselves as a lone wolf only 
for themselves, you know. It's a team effort. Yeah. It's a team effort. And uh, thank you for sharing everything with us. And uh, I'm sure you have been serving home service industry for so long. You are not stopping like there. I'm sure you must be coming out with a lot of other stuff. And how can like someone reach out to you? Because you're 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 there on different podcasts. You are on the stage and you're helping people out there. What's the best uh, contact to reach out? What's the best way to reach out to you? Thanks for that. And I appreciate, and I will help any contract. I, you know, people have helped me, right? And I really feel that we have to reciprocate and make ourselves available to those that that, uh, that need the help. Uh, best way to reach me is my email, which is my first name, Lawrence, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E at brodypanel.com. Awesome. Pennell is with two N's and two L's, P-E-N-N-E-L-L. And uh, just Google my company. You can find the way to spell it. That is amazing. Again, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on our show. I think it's an amazing time. And yeah. uh, what do you think, Shreya? I appreciate it so much. This is These are my favorite types of conversations personally <laughs> on the side that I'm on, HVAC and processes, Los Angeles, all of it. So I really appreciate your time today. I know you're busy running around doing panels. Um, so it was an honor to have you on the show finally. I likewise appreciate, you know, all that you guys do for the trades as well. It's just, you're getting the message out and it's, you know, you're doing yeoman's work. So really appreciate <laughs> what you guys you. do. Thanks Thank so much. You. Thank you. I hope everyone, you enjoyed it and we look forward to the next one. And for now, bye. Take care. Bye everybody. Bye.